golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the House Holly G, along with the best dressed in Orlando. What do you think of this shirt? Uh, Will, I am Perry with, uh, I don't know, it looks like something that should be under a um, <laughs> Petri dish. <laughs> it's it's kind of like this florally. I don't know. It, it looks, uh, it's, it's, cool. it's cool. It's cool, <laughs> Will P. I'll give you that. <laughs> Uh, RBC Heritage. Wesley Bryan with the win. How about Wesley? I was impressed. He played really well. He kind of, you know, took the bull by the horns, not to use a, too much of a cliche term, but, you know, he went out there and he won it. He played well in the final round. He's shown he's shown that he can play well at the PGA Tour level, obviously. He, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of people may be familiar with the Bryan brothers who have been internet sensations um, for a while. Uh, Used to watch it back in the day, the back nine. I think that's kind of how they got a lot of their notoriety when there was the back nine TV network, Mm -hmm. the short-lived back nine TV network. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen their stuff, you got to check them out. Tons of GoPro footage, all kinds of wacky trick shots. Things with the driver, they've I've seen some wild things, but you know I think he's proven that he's not just a one-trick pony anymore. He's a legitimate PGA Tour, you know, winner. Obviously, calibre, cal- cal- capable of playing at a really high level. That's one of the toughest golf courses on tour. It is um, definitely requires shot making. Mm-hmm. Very small greens. Um, has you know that Pete Dye um, trickery to it? Narrow fairways, tree lined fairways, and I saw somebody have to hit out sideways. I can't remember who it was. I've played Harbor Town; it's a great golf course, uh, but you know they have these these banked bunkers, mm-hmm. you know, with the big um, like the railroad planks, ties. the railroad yeah. ties. And I can't remember. I thought for a minute I was uh, over at the uh, Open Championship watching somebody hit out sideways. But, uh, yeah, big win for Wesley. He's a South Carolinian native, so another um, good story for the, for the heritage. Uh, Gamecock went to the University of South Carolina, and this is only his 18th start. He's 27, so, you know, he's been at it a little mm-hmm. while. Uh, three web.com wins. Well, he earned it. That's last what I was gonna year. Say. He earned his stripes last year and, you know, got promoted right away. And how about this? Moves from 59th to 14th? 
That's solid. In the FedEx Cup? Considering the fact that we're halfway through the season, I mean, as long as he has a pretty solid second half, he should make it through at least the first two events, possibly within the uh, playoff schedule. And he proved that pink pants can go with the red tartan plaid. That's true. He was styling. It was Easter-inspired. We were talking about that at the house, actually, on Sunday. My, my dad had made a comment. Maybe it was my grandma. I don't remember. Um, but, and you know, he, he got the pass for it being on Easter Sunday, for sure. Uh, he had an amazing display in terms of his uh, approach game. Uh, an impressive 72% of Wesley's total strokes gained for the week came from his approach shots. In total, he outperformed the field by plus 8.4 strokes. That's pretty impressive, despite only hitting 31 of 56 fairways for the week. So what's it tell you, Will? You got to have a complete game. Got to have a complete game. It's not, especially on tour nowadays, it's not, you can miss fairways, but you've got to put yourself in position to make putts. That's it. You certainly do. And, uh, you you know, you, you got to be able to get it in the hole. So... A couple of major winners made some brief uh, runs on Sunday. Jason Duffner um, dropping the mic, <laughs> dropping his putter after making bogey. Took a lot of heat for that. I'm sure he wasn't too happy. Um, the media really uh, gave him the raspberries for that little display of uh, not-so-good sportsmanship. And Webb Simpson making a good little run there on Sunday. And Ian Poulter. I know we Ian were talking about Poulter, this the other day. He's like an, struggling on verge to keep his card. his card, yeah. Who Wild, knew? isn't it? Yeah, I just uh for a guy at one time who said it was only him and Tiger Woods and literally has not sniffed a win. I'm sure he's sniffed a win since, but Ryder Cup stalwart. Mm-hmm. Ian stare me down Poulter. He is a stare maybe as iconic as Raymond Floyd's was. Back in the day, it's I would I would be a little afraid looking at that if 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 that was coming my way. <laughs> uh, Luke Donald, Luke five times now. Bridesmaid Runner, runners for he's really good at that. Isn't he's he? got the dress. He's got it down. <laughs> oh my god! Honestly, I was impressed by Ollie Schneider, Jens, and Patrick Cantley, two two young players that are part of that next part of the you know, next generation. Coming through early 20s, those are guys that are going to be especially good seeing Patrick Cantley after everything that he's been through. And we all know quite a bit about that and, you know, having played really well a couple of events back. And I don't know that too many people know too much about Alish Snyderjans, actually, was at one point the number one amateur in the world. Uh, went to Georgia Tech, big time player on the AJGA as a junior. Um, went through around the same time as like Patrick Rogers from Stanford. Um, Justin Thomas from Alabama, and he just kind of hasn't really gotten too much of the same notoriety as those two have. 14th, uh, Wesley Bryan makes the 14th 20-something to win uh, this year. It's another another rookie, and um, it's hard to believe we're at the halfway point of Officially, the wraparound season, Will. Yeah, it's I only know. April. It's only April, but I made and this comment. we just com- had the Masters. I, just, I made this comment to you the other day, and you're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, this like this is the stretch run now. This is, you know, obviously this would typically have been considered the, like, okay, this, the season is starting, but now the season is starting to, obviously it's not wrapping up, but it's 
com- coming to that point. And there's uh, just so many scenarios unfolding. Of course, uh, the Valero Texas Open in the Lone Star State this week. And, of course, a couple of weeks we'll be talking about the Players' Championship up in Ponte Vedra. So a whole lot of golf talk on our agenda tonight. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. We've got a lot more coming up. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G and Will Perry. Will, big announcement. We made it last week. The big summer golf card, Florida's number one golf privilege card for 22 years, is coming to Orlando. And... This is a this is great. Um, for those of you that may have lived on the West Coast, uh, the card's been uh, a favorite for golfers over there. Basically, you get to play a boatload of courses. All you pay is sixty dollars for the card, and then you get the lowest rates, lowest rates all day long at some of the best courses. And uh, all across Central Florida, all across Central Florida, Disney. Eagle Dunes, Orange County National, Timaquan, Kings Ridge. I mean, they got you covered wherever you live. So you want to check it out. The BigSummerGolf.com is where you can find out for 60 bucks. Come on, you get to play from May through October. And they're going to have a big kickoff golf event, Will, on your birthday. On my they're birthday. doing this At for Disney. your birthday. They're doing this for me. How about this? Uh, at the beautiful Disney Palm Course, Monday, May 1st. It's a 1 p.m. shotgun with prizes, gifts, goodies. Hey, we're involved, so you know there's going to be good swag. And it's only 25 bucks. $25, and 100% of it is going to the first tee of Orlando. So if you want more details on this, if you'd like to register to play, 25 bucks all goes to a good cause, the first tee. Uh, check it out, bigsummergolfcard.com, or you can check it out on the Golf Insiders website, thegolfinsiders.com. But uh, the Big Summer Golf Card, 60 bucks. Play some of the best courses in Orlando. And another quick announcement here, the East Orlando Chamber of Commerce, their 33rd annual tournament. Will. What a run. That is an impressive run. Uh, is Friday, April 28th at Rio Pinar Golf Club, where we played Oh yeah, the big iHeart tournament. We made a run, good run out there. We love Rio time. Pinar, one of the classic courses in Orlando. Really a, a great opportunity to go play one of the, uh, I would say, most historic courses. For sure. Used, I mean, used to have so, the Florida Open there. Among- yeah, back in the 70s. I mean, Arnold Palmer used to play there. I think Jack Nicklaus made some appearances there as well, so... There, it's seen it's seen its uh its heyday for sure. Yeah, and this is to benefit the children's home. So if you're interested, you do not have to be a member. So uh, if you've got a business and you're interested in a great day of networking and uh you know 
networking air quotes. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, it's going to be a, a fun event. And check it out. You can also go to thegolfinsiders.com to learn more. So, hey, we're all about getting out there and playing some golf. Check it out. Uh, we hope you can join us for one of those two events. We'll waste no more time, Will P. We're going to go to the man right there. He's the king of Hilton Head. Jeff Shane. The, the big cheese at the island packet, the newspaper up there. Jeff Shane on the line. Hello, Jeff. I always thought Davis Love the Third was the king of Hilton Head, but I'll take it. Yeah, all right. Well, we can make you the prince. I'll take that. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great tournament, great finish. You know, uh, tough. You know, tough following the Masters, but uh, they, you know, as we said, they had a decent field, and we got to see a lot of these great young guns play some good golf. Yeah, this was a this this was a year where we we got guys that uh, are up and coming, and uh, I tell you, Wesley Bryan has uh, really uh, found something in his game the last say sixteen or eighteen months with the three wins on the Web dot com circuit, and and now uh, coming up and and winning uh, the RBC Heritage. By the way, he is the first South Carolina winner of South Carolina's tournament. It's only taken 49 years to get there. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, first uh, first time he'd, he'd played Harbortown on tour, and uh, the only guy that really didn't back up. So a uh, uh, good win for Wesley Bryan, and believe it or not, he's already up to number 37 in the world rankings. That's quite a jump for a guy who was originally kind of con- not necessarily known for his golf, but more for his YouTube fame. <laughs> Well, you got to do some pretty good things to uh, uh, to go viral with those trick shots. Uh, but uh, I'm glad he was able to put it into course management too. He he's got some skills certainly, and and he cert- and and what I really like is that nothing seems to phase him. You look at his track record, and he actually plays better on some of the tougher courses on tour. His other top tens this year have been at Riviera and National. Yeah, Jeff, I should put my glasses on when I'm reading my notes here because I said he jumped from 59 to 14th. However, he jumped 14 spots to 39th. Okay. Uh, but that's still pretty uh, pretty remarkable. And, uh, you know, it's it's fun to see these guys make their moves. It really is. And, and it doesn't look like he's he's all that much of a flash. Um, he, again, he's he's obviously got some skills to, to produce those trick shots, but he's been able to really raise his game and his, uh, his, his he was solid really in every aspect of the game. You look at the statistical breakdown, and he wasn't really dominant in anything except uh, that strokes gained uh, approaching the green category, which some of those I have yet to understand. Uh, but the rest of it was just, you know, solid stuff all the way across. Um, who else were you uh, impressed with coming down the stretch? Because a lot of people don't realize, you know, I think Harbortown is kind of one of those courses that uh, it can kind of catch up with you and, you know, bite you in the closing holes. We've seen that happen a few times, uh, especially on the 18th. Uh, certainly some memorable. Happened with Luke Donald. He had a double bogey, right? Yeah. And then we've seen some memorable shots like Matt Kuchar uh, when he won. So, but, uh, you know, Harbortown, we were talking about in the first segment, I, I've played it and. Uh, it's it's one of those that can uh, bite you in the butt. Yeah, it, it, it really can. It requires 
precise pre- uh, positional play all the way through. And uh, you've got to have your distance control. You've got to be able to, to hit, uh, hit shots in the proper shape. And uh, if you get too far offline, even though Harbortown lost close to 300 trees, it wasn't near enough for yeah. those that are offline like me. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I, I can I can vouch for uh, a, a number of ricochets when I played on media day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, if you get too far offline, you you will get in trouble. And uh, even if you're in the fairway and you're on the wrong side of the fairway, all of a sudden uh, you've got to work your way around a, a well-positioned tree or an underhanging branch, and, uh, and and you 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 do not have a lot of room uh, to be wayward on the course. And I and that's part of the charm, I think, of Harbor Town. And, and I realize that sometimes. When you ask the question to guys who are actually at Harbortown, you get the answer that you're looking for. Why aren't there more courses like Harbortown on tour? Well, uh, it, for those that play it, it's one of their favorites. Uh, and, and, you know, Jim Furyk told me a few weeks ago uh, it's one of his favorite places on earth, uh, Hilton Head, much less, uh, you know, just uh, one of his favorite courses on, on the entire PGA Tour. Um, so there's certainly a place for courses like Harbortown. Uh, and, you know, maybe... I don't know what will ever happen because sometimes it can get tough to squeeze a lot of spectators onto the property. But uh, but I, I would hope that we would see more of those strategic types. I mean, Hilton had or Harbor Town still isn't 7,100 yards. It measured at 7,099 this year. Yeah. So uh, speaking of uh, another native of South Carolina. That would be Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Dustin Johnson, any update on how DJ's doing? Yeah, he uh, he announced that he was uh, going to make his comeback at the Wells Fargo tournament here in three weeks. Uh, and that's the one that's usually played at Quail Hollow. But uh, this year, because the uh, PGA Championship is going to be at Quail Hollow, it's a one-time move to Wilmington. Uh, and, and so they're going to play it there, and, and Dustin's going to use that to get ready for the Players' Championship. He did tell one outlet, and I'm still trying to parse the sentence to see exactly what he meant, but he told one outlet that he was hitting it better than when he got hurt. Now, if that meant he was hitting it better now than after the slip and fall on the stairs, I would certainly hope so. But <laughs> he meant that he was hitting better if he was hitting it better now than before he got hurt. That's scary to everybody else on the PGA Tour. Well, maybe uh, he, you know, gave himself some sort of uh, a- adjustment that uh, has freed up his swing a little bit. Who knows? Well, and and I, the, the MRIs did show that you know, all the worst that he got was just a bruise in the left side of his back, and so uh, he's been, you know, getting back on you know some of the uh, exercise equipment and, and things, you know, to keep his fitness, and, and I think that has loosened up uh, his back, but uh, uh, we're, we're, we're going to see plenty of DJ here uh, starting three weeks from now, I suppose. All right, we're uh, turning now to the Valero Texas Open. Um, not the strongest field. Uh, but some no. good players, you know, Matt Kuchar. <laughs> let's try to look at the bright side. Charlie Hoffman as the returning champ has had a great run there the last six or seven years. Yeah, and I didn't realize that Charlie had slipped to tied for 22nd Sunday at the Masters, Jeff, after, you know, the terrific three, well, three and a half days of golf that he played in Augusta. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and he was kind of up toward the top uh, even last week for a couple of days in Harbortown, but he seems to to go through this malaise. Uh, I call it allergic to Sunday, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and 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 he's that's where he's he has been known to struggle. Now, obviously, he won uh, at San Antonio last year at the AT&T Oaks course, so he can win. He's got four or five wins on the PGA Tour. It just it doesn't happen often enough for him. Now, this is a course uh, in San Antonio uh, that he's played very well at. I don't think he's ever finished worse than seventh uh, in in the tournament. Uh, so uh, he, he might be a, a decent bet to be a, a repeat champion. But uh, Sundays have been a struggle for him. And, and uh, Patrick Reed's going to be back. He needs uh, a good tournament. You know, it's kind of kind of find his form again. He really hasn't been the same guy since his bang-up performance at the uh, at the Ryder Cup. Uh, Jimmy Walker, the champion two years ago, uh, and the San Antonio residents uh, will be back there. But uh, those are really the, the biggest names in what seems to be kind of a, uh, a void uh, player-wise in the schedule. It's, it's really in, in a tough spot on the schedule because – on one side, you have a course that's a favorite of a lot of players in Harbortown, and on the other side, you have a favorite locale because there's lots of good players that are going to New Orleans next week, uh, and it ought to be even more interesting because the Zurich Classic next week for the first time is going to be a two-man event. Uh, we're just a couple weeks out from the Players' Championship, Jeff, an event I know you've covered many, many times. Uh, it's going to be, I think, a very, very exciting tournament, especially as uh, we see Sergio coming off his Masters win. We know uh, he has played so well there, is a past champion. Uh, what, what are your thoughts as we approach the players? Well, I, I think the two storylines that we're all looking forward to at the players are, you know, can Dustin Johnson coming off the injury uh, come back and win another big championship. It's not a major, but the last two tournaments he entered and won were World Golf Championships events, and certainly that's on the same level. And then how will Sergio do in his first big event as a major winner? Is the is the letdown going to kick in as it does for so many? Even for a guy like Sergio, uh, it's got to be tough to uh, to to worry uh, or to guard against that. That's really what I'm what I'm trying to say. Uh, it'll also be Rory McIlroy's first or second event back uh, after getting married this weekend. That that ought to create some storylines there. And I guess while we're talking about nuptials, uh, Sergio, in addition to his Masters championship, he's got a summer wedding he's planning. So uh, interesting on lots of fronts. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jeff, Tour. yeah, absolutely. This is, uh, you know, once we once we come out of the gate from the Masters, we, we crank it up and uh, it's full uh, full speed ahead. Who's your pick for Sunday at the Valero Texas Open before we let you go? my Yeah, my pick for, for Sunday is, uh, who did I pick now that I'm, now I'm thinking? I think I went with Jimmy Walker. I, I, I He's also got a good track record. I, 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 unless your name is Dustin Johnson, I have a hard time picking guys to repeat. Sometimes that bites me, but uh, but, but Jimmy Walker, I think, is is also a, a really good pick this week. All right, Jeff Shane, formerly our very own Orlando Sentinel golf writer, now up in lovely Hilton Head Island, the Island Packet. Check it out, Jeff. How can people 
uh, go read your golf articles. We are at uh, islandpacket. Uh, and uh, certainly, just go to the go to the sports page, and uh, and we'll be there. And uh, uh, on Twitter, uh, I've gotten away from it a little bit. I need to get back into it, but it's at Jeff Shane. All right, one of uh, the longtime best golf columnists in our business. Thanks, Jeff. As always, you're listening to Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. Much more golf talk coming up. Gary, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. If we could just make We're back, the Golf Insiders in the house, Holly G and Will Perry. Big Summer Golf Card is here. One card, many options. Don't play golf without it from May to October. This is your ticket to golf around town for only 60 bucks. You can play some of Orlando's best golf courses. Check it out at thebigsummergolf.com. Also, they're having a kickoff golf event, as we mentioned earlier. Monday, May 1st, Disney Palm Course. Great opportunity to come play the Disney Great, great golf course. 1 p.m. shotgun, so, hey, take the day off. You can, you know, sleep in. Tee off with prizes, gifts, goodies. Uh, we'll be out there, the Golf Insiders. It's Will Perry's birthday. Hey, The big 2-9. You know? two, nine. two One more nine. year till 30. Ooh, I thought I was going to have to card you, but okay. Not even close. Um, So check it out. $25 donation, 100% of it going to the first tee of Orlando. BigSummerGolf.com. Uh, Will. Yes. We love talking about growing the game of golf. We do. And uh, having been a former skier, then, you know, snowboarder, uh, saw how that brought so many more people to the ski slopes. And um, we've seen some different things um, come along in the alternative golf arena. But this, to me, is the closest thing I have seen to the snowboarding skiing effect. And uh, I, I came From, across like, the this, coolness factor. Oh, gosh. I came across this a couple of years ago and um, uh, have, have then recently saw it being played out at Dubs Dread. It's called Fling Golf. It's an exciting new sport that can be played on a golf course with a golf ball alongside golfers, and it's scored the same way as golf. And here's the cool part. You only need one fling stick Every type of shot. No lugging your golf bag around. For those who like lacrosse, baseball, or hockey, this is your way to get introduced to the game. Really, really cool. And the man behind this is a gentleman by the name of Alex Van Allen. Hey, Alex, it's great to have you on, as well as a a local Orlando player, Jason Imms. Welcome to the Golf Insiders. Hey, thanks, Holly. So tell me how you came up with this idea, Alex. Oh, well, you know, I, uh, I grew up, I played lacrosse in high school, and I played golf my whole life, and really just started putting the two mm-hmm. ideas together and, you know, testing things out and really just for fun. And uh, ended up getting a highlight basket off of eBay. Started throwing golf balls out of that, and <laughs> I was able to get some pretty good distance. And the, the coolest thing was I was able to, shape my shots different ways you know get different spins on it 
So I thought to myself, well, if I can do that with a highlight basket, I bet I could, I could make something I could throw at 200 yards. And that was sort of my holy grail was to really come up with something I could throw a golf ball 200 yards accurately and, and spin different ways. And uh, after a lot of prototyping, I ended up with the fling stick. And uh, that's, that, was, that was it. So with just the one option, certainly makes uh, club selection a little bit easier, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That helps speed things up too. There's no more going back to your cart for the putter because you missed it, or it's uh, it, it certainly makes it a lot easier. And the and the stick weighs about a half a pound, so it cuts down on lugging a you know a bag of clubs around. Yeah, and it's cool because you have um, there's a little notch in the head. If if people kind of look, you know, think of, uh, you know, it's. I don't even you described it better, but it's it is a stick and it's got a little notch so that you can putt. Um, it you push you push rather than actually stroke it. Uh, but you know the cool part is you can play right alongside other golfers. Yeah, that's right, and that was that was key to the to the whole thing is that I really wanted something that you know used the golf ball, and you could play right alongside other golfers. So. You know, golf courses don't need to make any changes to the course. You just play from the tee to the hole, just like golf. You count your scores the same way. The rules are much simpler than golf. We, we definitely kept that uh, simple. Um, and you can play, you know, you can play with golfers. So you can have two golfers in a foursome and two fling golfers in a foursome and, uh, and go out and do that. Well, I, I know one of the places uh, where you're, you're getting a lot of traction, and it's a very popular course right in uh, downtown, is Dubs Dread. And uh, Jason Imps, who uh, has adopted and just is fanatical about fling golf. Jason, you're on the line. Can you share about your, your fling golf uh, passion and how you got into it? Yeah, absolutely, Holly. Thanks for having me. Um, my son found uh, Alex's Instagram site or the fling golf Instagram site on, uh, I don't know, about a year and a half, year and a half ago and asked for one for Christmas. So Santa brought him one and... Uh, it, it from there it, it uh it's taken off we play probably once a week uh we've played it played at dubs dread a number of times uh and then we also uh have gone to our local course over here in Oviedo, twin rivers and uh have talked them into adopting it as well and they play it as well so it's it's really become a great pastime for my son and now my daughter plays and and my brother plays with us too we go out and and uh and have a great time i mean i can't say enough about it it's just such an amazing uh, game. What's that perception been like at the golf course level in terms of, you know, kind of taking this on, accepting it, if you will? Uh, well, it, it, it's, it was a bit of a challenge at first. Um, cause they kind of look at you sideways, but then, uh, once you get out there, uh, the starter, the starter looks at you and asks you where your, you know, your, your bag is. And, uh, and you tell him you don't, you know, you don't need one. This is it. Then he asks if he can try it. And, uh, and after that, he's he's hooked you know i mean he's interested in, and you kind of feel like a rock star walking around the course because everybody's looking at you wondering you know what is this thing you have and 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 you know they they look at you in the distance and i've had carts pull by and say you know we're watching from behind you and and we can't tell what you're doing and then they want to try it too um it i i've never had any negative reaction at all and and the 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 course uh the one thing that the course has said to us is you know you're not damaging the you're not damaging the the the, uh, the grass. You know you're you're not you're not having to rake out of a dune. You know if you land in a you know if you land in a sand trap, uh, you just pick it up and throw it. It doesn't matter if you land in the rough. It doesn't matter if you land on the fairway. You know obviously you want to land on the fairway, but 
it, you're you're not putting any extra wear and tear on on uh, on the course with divots or anything. It's uh, and it's faster. It's much faster than golf. You know, it's almost like speed golf. We're talking about fling golf. Alex, talk about the the golf course side of this and how uh, it's really adding tremendous revenue to to courses, which you know uh, nobody's turning around revenue these days. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, it was, it was interesting. When I was first starting out, I, um, I actually contacted the, he was a former president, and he's still on the board of the National Golf Course Owners Association, and asked him what he thought about it. And, you know, he looked at it and said, this is exactly what golf needs. Um, and so we've partnered with the National Golf Course Owners Association mm-hmm. for about three years now and really introduced it through them. They're excited about it. Um, they see it as that, you know, that snowboarding effect that you were talking about. Um, and it's really, you know, starting to bring in some good revenue for their, their course membership. And, uh, you know, our, our biggest challenge has not been that golf courses won't allow it. It's that it's actually that people think golf courses won't allow it. Um, so we have to convince the players that, yeah, the golf courses are, you know, mostly very welcoming. Um, so we, I'd say that, you know, the vast majority of golf courses that have been approached have been very welcoming of, uh, of fling golf. For a lot of the reasons that Jason just said, it's you know there's it doesn't hold anybody up. You can play the same speed as golf if you want to. You can go faster if you want to. Um, you can play with golfers, and you're not doing any damage to the course. So what's the what's the harm? Yeah, and what I what I really like about this too is, um, you know, it's a challenging thing. I used to say, you know, uh, golf for a beginner is like taking a one hour ski lesson, having the uh, instructor take you up to the black diamond slope and say, say, and see at the bottom, have a good time, you know. This is a way to really get people introduced to the game by taking them out on the course, getting them familiar with how, you know, golf works. Uh, you know, it's it, and also the, the rules. Uh, you have simplified things, which is nice. If, you know, if you land in a bunker or a hazard, you just take a, a one-stroke penalty. But, um, you know, you just keep moving and you learn. I mean, you, you know, you, you can hit flop shots. I know uh, you could get pretty creative with this fling stick. But, uh, you know, what a great way to, to get people, kids or, you know, I know a lot of times friends that, um, you know, this would be a great way to start them off. Yeah, well, I think that's right. I think it's, it is bringing more people onto the golf course. Um, you know, there's a course down in Virginia that's had thousands of rounds so far, and that's the vast majority of those people would not have been on a golf course um, at all. Um, you know, one story, the PGA pro down there who's managing it, he said he had a, uh, a family reunion of 24 people and he had 12 golfers and 12 fling golfers out at the same time, all, you know, all having a good time together. So that was pretty cool. How do you, do you see this kind of going beyond the recreational level? What are the, maybe some plans that you might have for any sort of competitions or, you know, getting people directly competing against other fling golfers? Are you already doing that? Yeah, we're working on that. We are. We're definitely we're growing the game now, and it's and it's starting to um, really pick up. And a lot of people are interested in tournaments and events, and so we are. Those things are in the works. We haven't had any um, any yet, any you know official ones yet, but we are working on that this summer. Um, so there'll be some some good fun times out there, and a little competition too. And for any uh, pros out there having summer camps, uh, you know, coming up. Uh, I, this is a great little, you know, this is something you could mix in with, you know, your regular beginner golf camps and, and clinics. So, uh, it, it's, you know, it, again, there's, it just, there's so much, uh, that 
that just, I think, works so well with the game, standing alone as well as, uh, you know, just getting people introduced to what golf is all about. Um, how do people find out, Alex, more about Fling Golf, and where can they go buy a stick? Yeah, you can do everything at, at flinggolf.com. So uh, that's where you learn about the game, and that's the, uh, the, the only place you can get sticks now. So we're just doing everything through our website, and uh, everybody should go take a look at it. Well, I think we're going to have to have a Golf Insiders Fling Golf event, don't you think, Will Perry? That's a good idea. How Even fun if we get a, a couple of groups together and go out and, and play a little round. Yeah. I could see it happening. Me too. Me too. Just give me, just give me a call. I'll be there. <laughs> All right, Jason. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll we'll check back in with you and have you on again soon. Jason Ems and Alex Van Allen, the inventor and founder of Fling Golf. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. More golf talk coming up. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house, Holly G. And Will Perry, the Orlando Big Summer Golf Card Kickoff event, Monday, May 1st, 1 p.m. Shotgun, Disney Palm Course. Check it out, thebigsummergolf.com. For 60 bucks. you can buy that card and play all over Orlando from May to October. And the Orlando East Orlando Chamber of Commerce 33rd event is Friday, April 28th. You can play in both and just have a long weekend of golf, Will Perry. Even if you don't want to play in, in necessarily play in the tournament, just go to celebrate my birthday. Exactly. So... All right, so check it out at thegolfinsiders.com under events and promos, and we hope we'll see you out there. Another big event coming up Saturday, Will, Earth Day. Earth all Day. about the environment here. Yes, we are, especially, you know, it's important, sustainability in mm-hmm. golf. It's a big deal. We know uh, that the golf industry takes it very seriously. Uh, National Golf Day coming up next week in Washington, D.C., and... Um, Very interesting product that uh, got best new product from a number of media at the PGA show in January. The product is called Gel Tees, and it's the world's only 100% biodegradable golf tee. But you know the coolest part about this company? It was founded by a guy named Tiger. Oh, wow. Not not a different tiger. Yeah, it's a different tiger. Tiger Summers, the CEO of Jeltees, based in Pompano Beach. Welcome to the Golf Insiders. Great to have you on. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So, Tiger, tell me about Jeltees. This is pretty fascinating. Um, the product is made out of gelatin byproducts, and it dissolves. It's really cool. That's right. So our, our main line of business is actually in the pharmaceutical business. We, we make empty capsules. So if you've ever had any kind of vitamin or supplement in your life, uh, you've probably had our product and not known it um, because we sell into the supply chain of the pharmaceutical industry. So what we've done is we've taken the, the remnants of that manufacturing process and created a 100% biodegradable golf tee from that. Well, we know that one of the big problems with wooden teas uh, is that you know, it requires the destruction of over 70,000 trees per year, I think, are some of the statistics I've seen. 
And, um, you know, we, we want to reduce that. Uh, this, is, uh, this is something I would think golf courses would be clamoring for. Well, we, we certainly hope so. I mean, to put that number of trees in perspective, that's, more the, that, that's the equivalent of the, the wood required to build 3,100 homes. So if you can think about an entire neighborhood, uh, a neighborhood's worth of homes, that's how many trees are cut down every year to make golf tees, which everybody you know, that I speak with, and obviously we're big fans of this, you know, we just kind of think that's dumb. Uh, and so you know, obviously it's, all these trees are removed from the environment. We're putting 1,600 tons of carbon dioxide in the air every year to do this. Um, and... You know, the plastics, you know, aren't any better, um, you know, and we're not even getting close to talking about the problems that the courses have with, you know, maintenance and labor costs associated with uh, these cheese tearing up the mowers. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a big bugaboo for superintendents and um, just, you know, the, the problems it can cause with equipment. Uh, just you know, let alone just the, you know, the maintenance required to keep the, the tea boxes clean. Um, so... Talk a little bit more about the other the other key and cool part about gel tees is that you basically hit it once and forget it. So it's tee it, crush it, forget it. How does that That's work? That's right. That's right. So we've designed these tees to um, disintegrate on impact. So when you hit this golf tee, um, unless you're some extraordinary golfer and you never hit the tee when you tee off, which I guess Will Perry. maybe some people <laughs> can do. Um, but uh, what it does is it shatters the head of the tee. Um, and then you basically, you know, we say, you know, you know, tee a crush it, forget it. I mean, we actually think it, step on it and walk away if you're a kind person. But you really can just leave it because what you're in essence using here is jello. So if you think about taking jello out of the fridge and throwing it out in the yard, you know, it's going to disintegrate into nothing in almost no time. Um, now, that's not to say that the tees are flexible like jello, they're actually stiff and rigid. So they go into a hard ground, no problem. But yeah, it's one and done. See it, crush it, forget it. Well, for you know, we know there are a lot of people out there that have back problems. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe Save Dustin from Johnson would like one. some of these teas. We should we should send him a box, Tiger. <laughs> I'd be I'd be happy to send a box of teas to anybody that would like to try them. The uh, the the truth here is that you know we 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 do have a, a feature. Obviously, the product is that. You know, you don't have to bend over and pick it up again. And if you have a bad back or whatnot, it's very good for that. I'm going to take 50% of the bending uh, over out of the game just because of the way that the tee works. Uh, and we're obviously, we have the environmental future as well. Yeah, I, I just love this. Uh, 100% biodegradable golf tee, gel tees. Uh, and you're partnering up with some, some courses for Earth Day, including a very well-known course in the Chicagoland area, Cog Hill. Uh, so this is very is exciting. That is very, very exciting. Yeah, we're, we're going to be featured there at Cog Hill over the weekend uh, for their Earth Day uh, celebration. They're trying to raise awareness about you know, Earth Day and, and also the job that the superintendents are doing um, to you know, actually uh, have a sustainable golf course. Um, just even today, um, the, um, the CEO of the NGCSAA was on uh, XM Radio talking about the sustainability of uh, features of a golf club and what they actually bring. You know that a golf course is on average seven degrees cooler than the surrounding area, and that's because of all the grass, right? These people are taking care of that, and we want to contribute to the efforts that these folks are already putting out. Well, it's awesome, and uh, it's it, the product works. I've tested it. It's, uh, it, it's very, very uh, cool. 
I love the fact that it you can get rid of all the plastic all over the course. Tiger, how do people go purchase gel tees? Uh, you can go right now to geltees.com, and uh, you can check out right there directly on the site. Uh, we do custom printing in colors, so you can, we can do custom orders. We can do bulk orders right there on the website. Uh, and then if uh, you prefer, you can transact on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Awesome. Tiger Summers, CEO of Geltees, based right here in the Sunshine State. Thank you so much, and happy Earth Day. You're doing great stuff for the golf community. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Will, now's the time. Who are you going to pick? Going with Charlie Hoffman. He's played too well at the Valero Texas Open and too well of late to not take him, in my opinion. Ooh. You? Um, hmm. 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 Uh, ooh. I'm going with Zach Johnson because he plays well in okay. Texas. And, of course, you know I always get a second pick. <laughs> of course. Matt Kuchar. Okay. You know it's been three years since he's won. Matt? Yes. I read something earlier today. Oh, man. We got to show him some Orlando love here. It just ain't right. Well, the Golf Insiders, we have a tea time. We love you. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye.